Where's all my soul sisters? Let me hear your flow sisters. Hey sister flow sister soul sister flow Who is this? Who is this? Come on, Hall of Famer. Who is this? Yeah. It's a bunch of people. This is Lady Marmalade. Oh, I know the song, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. That's, uh, you got Little Kim Christina in there. Aguilera. You got um, Christina Aguilera in there. Wow. You got a bunch of girls. Yeah. Joining us now is Todd Rosiak, who covers the Brewers for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and he's going to destroy me if some of my opinions are crazy. Todd, good afternoon. I would never destroy you, Homer. I want to be. I'm you open, should. I'm open to being destroyed. First of all, it's been my belief that Craig Council can be manager as long as he wants. He has a lifetime contract, and now I'm reading stuff like, well, his kids are in college. Maybe he wants to leave a couple years to watch them play ball. So. Does he have a lifetime contract, do you think? I think Craig Council is going to be manager of the Brewers as long as he wants. And that's kind of the question is how long does he want to do this? You mentioned he's got the two boys in college. He's got a couple of daughters, one of whom is in high school. And uh, as a father, I would assume you feel that pull. You know, you want to spend time with your family. You want to see your, your, your kids grow up and you know, for him, he spent so much time in the, in the years that he's managing, uh, you know, tending to the team. Obviously, you, you, that's, that's kind of the write-off. That's the trade-off that you make. But um, I, I would say that, that um, you know, while this has been a hot topic in the offseason, it's, it's kind of much ado about nothing. Um, you know, Craig Council has told us several times that he's, he basically has an open line to Mark Adonazio, which is not surprising, and they've talked about this. And, uh, you know, Matt Arnold has, has has told us as well that um, you know his door is always open. It's up to it's up to Craig. And and uh, so this is the final year of his contract. To... Is that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And, and Craig Council said he's he's comfortable with that, and he's looking at you know nailing this down and giving them an answer one way or the other more toward the end of the season. So all right, what if he said, "I just want to take a year off to watch my kids." Is that even a, a feasible a, option? I mean, do the, would they would they agree to that? I don't. I don't. I don't think that he would do that. Oh, honestly. okay. Um, you know, I think it, I think it would be one way or the other. Like, yeah, I'm going to step away and be done and and watch my kids, or I'm going to stay on for the long haul. I don't think he would put them in that hmm. position. See, what I would do is I'd say like I'm I'm done, but uh, you know, a couple of years when the kids are older, then I'm going to I'm going to get back into it. But that's not a feasible option either. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't see that happening. I mean, there's right. really not been a precedent for that. So, yeah. All right, let's get to Corbin Burns. I think he's acting like a ten-year-old. I do not believe the Brewers at all. I think the, and I think the Brewers screwed up. All right, okay, very good. And and I think they knew what they did was going to get him mad. They don't care. I think the organization is irate at the at the clubhouse and everything last year and how the team went in the tank all because they traded a closer when they had another great closer. And so I don't think they give a hoot. I think they were willing to move everybody in that roster, given that. And they knew he would be mad and didn't care. Plus, they're going to trade him at some point this season. Destroy, agree with, whatever you want. Uh, I mean, it's, this, is, this is the ugly side of arbitration. And no matter how many times you have players and teams saying, well, this is the process, and this is what we go through, and we understand, you know, sometimes one side is going to be unhappy. This is the unfortunate byproduct. You've got a, you've got a player that 
um, you know, obviously is very unhappy with the way it played out for uh, over what he felt was not a whole lot of money. I think it's more the principle with him than anything. And the Brewers have a, you know, formula and uh, a way of going about arbitration that they stick to. And they were not able to come to an agreement before the deadline. And it went to the hearing. And unfortunately for Corbin Burns, it went the way it went. He lost. And, and at the same time, he has every right to speak his mind. I would think that the Brewers probably would argue some of the points that he made yesterday when he talked to us. Rosie, it's not I about... I don't know necessarily. Don't, it didn't sound like he was a man about losing, necessarily. He was mad about what they said. Uh, well, that's that's what I was going to say. Is he's... Is, it's kind of a he said, she said. We're, right. Nobody's in that room except for Corbin Burns, his agents, and the Brewers' lawyers. Uh, from the Brewers' perspective, from what I understand, uh, the way Corbin Burns uh, portrayed that discussion uh, was not entirely accurate. And unfortunately, the Brewers are also in a position where, you know, it, it becomes he said, she said. You drag this out even more. So the Brewers, um, you know, they, they made their statement yesterday after the fact. They're standing by it. And, uh, you know, in a couple of days, this will all blow over. But fans, of course, won't forget it. Corbin Burns isn't going to forget it. And like Homer said, I mean, depending on how the season goes, uh, you know, Corbin Burns is certainly a, a major uh, trade ship if the one the Brewers decide to play it. But certainly not the way you want to start uh, pitchers and catchers spring training, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Burns, Burns has got to understand um... – they, have they ever been uh, Brewers? Got to know. Have they ever been like married? Like it doesn't matter what you thought you said. It just matters how you made the other person feel. But they knew he was going to be mad. They knew he was going to be mad. They knew it's mad. They don't care. They you didn't gotta care. Watch how you say some stuff. You just why? Now, don't why? you think the Brewers knew the risk of him being mad uh, was a high percentage? You're, you're both if they right. Win? You're both right. Yeah. Tony, you make a good point, and that's what we were talking about today. Is that it's perception, you know, what, whether or not, you know, what, what, you know, the accuracy of what was said, Corbin Burns perceived it as that. So that Correct. Was and for, yeah, and from the, and from the Brewers perspective, I, I definitely think they knew that he was going to be perturbed. I think they probably were a little bit surprised with how strongly he came out. And, uh, you know, I just kind of checked in with Corbin this morning when I got into the clubhouse and, uh, you know, it's kind of made it made a little bit of a, joke about the situation and said, hey, you know, you kind of lit up Twitter a little bit yesterday, huh? And he, and he said that his wife had told him that he was uh, one of the trending, top trending topics on Twitter, which he got a kick out of. So, but I, I mean, that all that aside, he's still a professional. He's got a job to do. The Brewers are counting on him to pitch, you know, as well as, if not better than he did last year. And, and, and I think, you know, the, it's, it's going to be the old nose to the grindstone and, uh, you know, get to work now. I'm assuming that he's going to be traded. Uh, I can't see them being able to afford uh, either he or Woodward. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I mean, and you're in a trick box right now, too, right, if you're Tom, Ar- Tom Arnold, if you're Matt Arnold, because, um, you know, you've got a team that's expected to contend again this year. It makes it easy if all of a sudden you have a bunch of injuries or a bunch of underperformance and you fall out of the race early. But if you have a team that's going to be competitive, as most people expect, uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, you can't trade a guy when you're in the when you're uh, in the hunt. Then the, I got to uh, wait in the off season and move them both. How about that? Well, exactly. And then and then it becomes a question of what do you do in the off season? What if you have a competitive team again going into next season? You make a few more tweaks. Let's just say for 
for argument's sake that Christian Yelich all of a sudden rediscovers something and he hits 325. Ooh, then you might keep him for that last year to start. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's hard, it's hard to predict. It's, it's a tough spot, and that's, that's what the – you know, Matt Arnold gets paid the the, the, the big bucks for. But uh, let's just get through this season first, see how it goes. And uh, there's no question they do have multiple big-time trade ships if they so choose. Talking with Todd Rosiak, he covers the Brewers for the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and now they allow your articles to be like eight miles long. Am I correct in that <laughs> the people that get the paper benefit from the time and the words that you're allowed to give all this information about the Brewers, which you probably didn't get that much space years ago. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's obviously different because as, as many people will know, you know, the news, much of the news, unfortunately, because of our deadlines being pushed up so far, much of the news is a day later, but on the flip side of that coin, yes, we are allowed to go a little bit longer. And then of course, you know, we, we, we try to get as many people as we can to our website where we have unlimited space and ability to, you know, incorporate videos and, and embed tweets and all the all the other neat things that we're able to do. So there's never any shortage of news down here and things to write about and uh never any shortage of requests for stories and content from my bosses, that's for sure. Talking with Todd Rosiek, I think the team uh David Stearns Council had no idea that they would be so emotionally whipped by the trade of Hader, uh, given they thought they would realize they got this great closer who's there to take his place. Chemistry. Have you ever heard of that? I know. Well, that's my point. I don't think they – I think they blew it in terms of the they chemistry did, on the team. They thought the group was tougher. They're soft, fragile. They collapsed no, after the, the loss of Hader. Doesn't well, mean they're soft. Ah, we'll see. You just blew the chemistry. We got your opinion now. Now the time right, can crush me if he wishes. Take it away. <laughs> uh, I mean, a hundred percent. They underestimated the effect of that trade. There's no question, and they've come out multiple times and, and said that. Um, and then, uh, you know, Tony, you're you're totally right. There is a chemistry, and sometimes it's very fragile on a team and in a clubhouse. And it proved to be very fragile last season with, with Josh Hader moving did on. You know, only- did you know that it was that fragile? And should uh, the executives of the Brewers, including Council, be held accountable? Or is it legit to say it's appropriate to have been shocked and surprised? Uh, I, I definitely think that it, it was uh, – it, it's hard to put into words how shocked everybody was because not only were they in first place at that point, you're trading away the game's best closer – uh, but you're, you're, do, you're taking away Corbin Burns' best friend, one of Brandon Woodruff's best friends, Devin Williams' best friend. Whoa. It, 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 it just it, it shook everything up. It turned everything upside down. The flip side of that coin is, yeah, I get all that, but these guys are paid a lot of money to perform, and I think you're, you're allowed a little bit of a grace period here, you know, a few days to, to be upset about it, but then you've got to turn the page and you've got to move on, and they didn't do that quickly enough. You know, they got swept in that series in Pittsburgh right after, and that just kind of set the whole thing in motion, all the, the, the chain of events in the motion that ended with them falling out of the playoff race at the end of the year. It was ugly. Yeah. No, way, if, no other way to describe it. If Stearns had known what he knows now, I believe he wouldn't have made the trade. He'd wait I until the offseason. I tend to agree with you on that, Homer. I think you're right. And he's trying to figure out what we not see, what we miss. What would you tell him? He asked you. Maybe he did. What we miss, Todd? What I know they're friends, but what didn't we see that you? I, I think I think more than anything, it, it, it was the the feeling, like I said before, that 
they took away one of the team's top weapons. One of, even though even though Josh Hader was struggling at that point, you got to point that out as well. They were worried about. Then you had Williams, who you thought could fill the role. Right, right, right. So there there were those mitigating factors as well. But I, I really think that they underestimated the impact of taking away again one of the best closers in the game and one of the top players on that team out of the mix. Uh, from a team that was, you know, at that point in first place and really expected to, to win a division again and get back in the playoffs. That's, that's, I, I, I understand that. That's a tough blow if you take the, that one of the best players off a team and you're, and you're trading them for a guy who you think is going to be good and Taylor Rogers, but really was bad, and then a couple of prospects. As a player on that team, you're like, what the heck? What are we doing? I, I totally get that. So it's, it, it was just a screwy deal from the beginning. It certainly backfired in their faces. They admitted as much. And now it's Devin Williams' role moving forward. And, and, it, and we all saw what Josh Hader got in the offseason, $15 million. No way the Brewers are going to pay that for a closer. Yeah, but they could have had him for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know what my last question was because I forgot. But we're late anyway. Thanks. We'll do this again. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. Hey, I love it. Miss you guys. Yeah, man. Good to, good to talk to you. Yeah, we'll do it again. Hey, Todd, don't be a stranger, pal. Todd Rosiak. Right, it'd be nice good. if you agreed. It'd be nice if he agreed with me more. Uh, next.